Welcome to The Gathering Pod, the audio version of my weekly gathering room broadcast. I'm Martha Beck. We're here. I'm breathing. This is all we need. So welcome, welcome. We've got enough people. I'm going to jump into our subject matter. First of all, behold the false of the eyelash. You will not often see this, people. But the reason you see it today is that as I may have mentioned before, um, my book, The Way of Integrity, uh, I sent it to Oprah. I try not to bother her with things, but she said, sure, I'd love to see it. And then she wanted to do a daily class, Oprah Daily class with me. So we have to film Oprah Daily things. Now, if you've ever done TV advertising or TV production, you know it is the single most hectic job on the face of the earth. Okay, like the producer is everything. You have to get all the objects. You have to get all the people. You have to get the words right. You have to get the light right. You have to get the makeup right. You have to do all this stuff. And if you know anything about the Oprah show, if you watched it back when it was a thing, it was so beautifully produced. It took, somebody once told me they figured out it took 37 hours of human effort for every minute of the Oprah show that ever ran. And it ran every day, every weekday for 25 years. Imagine the amount of human labor. Anyway, when you, when I got invited on the Oprah show, it was like, ah! So then you start to hear from the producers. Here's what they want. They want video of you at every stage of your life, including your own birth. They want um, still photos of you at every place you've ever loved to be. They want pictures of you bouncing on the bed with your children. They will send a photographer to videotape you bouncing on the bed with your children, which is something you never actually do. Um, But I remember bouncing on the bed so hard with my children that we all became like seriously physically exhausted (laughs) and we had to keep doing different takes. I remember once I did an Oprah show where I was helping a woman paint a wall. So, you know, it was one of those redo your room shows. So we were painting on the wall and they were like, can't you be more cheerful? And we were like, ah, ah, we're trying to be more cheerful. And then they'd be like, your, your sweater's crooked. Start from the beginning. Okay. Can you be cheerful painting? Ha, ha, ha. More cheerful. Ha, ha. Paint. Yes. Then they'd be like, oh, we forgot to turn off the refrigerator. Start all over again. So like 98 takes later. And they're always running in to do your eyelashes, do your hair. Well, that was before the pandemic. But see, it got in my head. Now, whenever I have to do something with the Oprah business, I know that it's going to be very highly produced and I know what went into it. So I try to do all the parts. Now, thank God I have the gracious Badger, my partner in in crime, Rowan Mangan, who is also something of a producer. And she's like, get the shot right. Get the things right. No, you look dumb in that shirt. No, she never says that. I say that. That shirt's not perfect for you, honey. I look dumb in that shirt. Um, Yeah, so we've been running around trying to get Oprah Daily all the stuff that they need for this class that we're doing. Every single corner of my house looks like a cruise liner crashed into it during some sort of weird party and everything (laughs) landed all over the room. Every room, because we've been in every room. Like, where is Martha? Where's a reading nook in your house? We don't have a reading nook. My reading nook is bed. Where does Martha sit to write? 
bed. Where does Martha call her friends? Bed. I do everything from bed. It's a habit. After 12 years of chronic pain, I just lie down a lot. I mean, the Romans ate lying down. And they did okay for a while. All of this just to say that it's been one of those days when I could, in the past, I would have been absolutely flooded with adrenaline and moving as fast as I could all day. And I did that pretty much for 10, 12 years. And I was so exhausted. At one point, I hit what I then called adrenal burnout. I don't, people argue about whether that's a real thing, but I believe that my adrenal glands had produced all the adrenaline they ever could in, in my life. <laughs> and I remember giving a speech on a stage and there was film and there were people cheering and everything. And I was absolutely flatlining. Like I couldn't feel anything. I was totally numb. And it was because I had just been frantically going full speed for so long. Now I know better. Now I've done things like I've um, lived in the forest and watched the wild animals. And speaking of the wild animals, um, I remember in, in Africa, when I'm there with my South African friends, um, and something goes wrong, uh, in, my, in his wonderful book, uh, The Cathedral of the Wild, and I think also in The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life, my friend and um, co-seminar runner in South Africa, Boyd Vardy, says... He describes various things that have gone wrong, like a hippo attacking someone and, or a, you know, there are a lot of things that can go wrong in the African bush. So one of the things they say is when it, a crisis hits, slow everything down. So Boyd was actually grabbed by a crocodile as he was swinging his feet in an African river once, and it would have killed him if he hadn't grabbed a branch and hung on and then kicked down the, the um, crocodile's throat and, and it caused the croc to let go. But it still pretty much took off his leg. I mean, he, it's a miracle he recovered. But he, he describes that and how he knew to slow everything down and everyone around him slowed down, slowed down. At the time you would think you have to move fastest, right? Um, back here in America, uh, in much less fraught circumstances, I always try to write as fast as I can. I, all my Oprah articles, how many? Well over 100, maybe 150. Most of those were written during all-nighters because I was so busy during the day trying to like raise my kids and run my little company and do book publicity because I, you know, it's just, it's a busy life. I traveled a lot. I spoke a lot. And those those articles were almost all one-nighters. I would think on a plane or while I walked around, but then all the way through the night. Yeah, I got tired that way, people. I think I, I thought some good thoughts, but the whole time I was just moving way too fast. Then I got to know my friend Stephen Mitchell, who is one of my favorite authors in all the English language and also a former Zen monk. And he said, how long do you honestly think it would take you to do a writing project? I said, well, I think I could do, like, I could do a book in a year. And he said, okay, two years then. And I was like, no, 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 a year. And he said, two years. And part of me said, but it has to happen faster than that. And another part of me, the wiser part of me said, he's absolutely right. Double the time you think. 
relax into the process. And I have never enjoyed writing as much as I did. This was this, with this last book. Uh, I've never enjoyed writing so much because I gave myself time and because every day I said, I am going to write slowly instead of writing quickly. So um, when I was working with horses, some of my horse handling friends also said, if you're working with a horse and you want it to do something, slow is fast. It also translates to children and adults for that matter. If you push people, they push back, they brace themselves. If you are relaxed, easy, just hanging out, um, people, people like that energy. And it tends to make things start to move. Like when I'm trying to write fast, I block. When I'm writing slowly, my mind can get into it. Um, right just before we turned on the cameras here, Ro came running down the hall and she said, we have to do one of the videos over for the Oprah people. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, cool, that's fine. It always happens like that. It's okay. You always have to redo things in film production. Everybody knows that. And how wonderful that we only have to redo one. And I could see her go from, ah, to, oh, it's going to be okay. All right, all right. And at that moment, you guys, quality becomes possible. Joy becomes possible. Relationship becomes possible. The task itself becomes possible. Everything speeds up when you slow down. One of the ways that this really happened for me was that um, when I decided I, had to, I, I didn't want to be a professor and I was going to go off and try to make my fortune as a writer, and my then husband and I both quit our jobs, I was like, okay, now we're doing what we love. The money better follow fast. No money. We found ways. We found part-time jobs. We patched it together. We did a little debt. No money. And I was like, the money has to come now. I must have said that every day for 18 months. At which point, um, I may have told you this before, somebody gave me a, a coupon for a book for my birthday. Lord knows I didn't have enough money for a book for my birthday to buy for myself. But I went to the bookstore where I got the coupon and I got The Artist's Way and I pulled it off the shelf. It was one of those books that jump out at you. And I opened it to a random page and my eyes fell on the sentence, God has lots of money. And I just went, oh, all right. I get it. Okay. Literally, I'm trying to get money from all these different employers, all these, I'm trying to sell books. Yeah. Actually, ultimately, God has all the money. So it's not what you know, it's who you know. We all know God. All right, I'm going to relax. And I went home and I said to my then husband, we can relax about money. And he said, did you get a job? Did you sell a book? And I was like, nope, but it'll happen. I'm just going to relax. I'm going to slow down. The money came after a while. I don't know. I actually don't know how long it was because I stopped fretting. I stopped pushing. I stopped speeding. And it came in time. It came in its own good time. But I will tell you, it would have come much faster if I hadn't been trying to go quickly, if I had slowed down to begin with. So I wanted to say to you guys, think of something that you think you should be doing faster, whether it's reaching a goal of some kind or um, something you want to have happen to you, you know, meeting the perfect mate or whatever. And think about the time you'd like to spend getting this to happen and double it. See if there's a way to double it. Now, I know some things like paying your taxes, you kind of have to do it on a schedule. But even that, you know, you can file extensions if you have to. 
if you really, really are determined to go at a nice, steady pace, if you slow down to what feels like the right energy instead of, <gasps> you should feel <clears throat> like in, in Stephen's copy of the uh, translation of the Tao Te Ching, it says, rushing forward, standing on tiptoe, you lose your balance. So if you feel like you're rushing forward or you're on tiptoe, you're going too fast. And the solution is settle back, slow down, become present in the now. That is, I keep telling you all this over and over again. Well, it's true. And the moment you become present in the now, trying to get some questions going here. The moment you become present in the now, you suddenly have the means to work in the real world, which is always and only now. So the cogs engage, the cogs of reality start to engage with your little mind. If you allow it to, whatever you're doing to take the time it takes and realize that the ultimate result and your co-pilot in this whole endeavor, your co-producer on whatever you're trying to produce is divine consciousness. It is capable of doing anything in a very, very short time. And all you need to do is relax into it. And the way you know you're going at the right speed is not that you see the products coming out, but that you feel centered and you can feel the cogs engaging. You don't feel like you're doing it alone anymore. It's coming at the speed that it wants to come at. If you haven't had that experience, then um, you'll have to just try and see. But if you have had that experience, you know what I mean and you can go back to it. Oh, I was going to say to you that when you're working with a horse and you want to train it to do something, if you push the horse to do something, it will get very nervous and it, it'll slow down, it'll balk, and it will get really leery of the very thing you're trying to do. But if you gently, gently wait as the horse gets used to a command or you start reinforcing a certain behavior that you want, slowly, slowly, the horse learns fast. Hello, the lovely peoples. This is Marty, Martha, inviting you to a free masterclass that I have made called Five Paths to Your Purpose. Probably the most common question I get from people is, how do I find my purpose? Why don't I feel that I'm on purpose? Well, it turns out there are certain things you have to do to find your purpose, and I broke them down into five, and I made a little masterclass about it. So if you'd like to see it, just go to marthabeck.com slash purpose, and you will be able to watch it without any charge at all. So that's how we are. Um, so on to our questions, which the gracious badger herself is is pumping out while balancing a one-year-old. Oh, and we also, it was our one day of beautiful weather with a, a coating of snow, and we had to take, we had to go sledding. I mean, we had to. Let me tell you something. The most incompatible thing with doing an Oprah show is sledding with a one-year-old. Just going to say. Anyway, Jody says... Marty, pre-pandemic, I was really leaning into this idea. Now I feel like everything outside of me is changing at light speed and the goalposts keep changing. You are not wrong, Jody. This is happening. Can you say more about slowing down even though the world is having major shifts all the time? It's this paradox, and I always compare it to surfing, although I have never surfed, but it looks like surfing. If the, if the waves are big and they're moving fast, the answer is not effort, it is balance and grace 
physical grace. If you watch these super um, surfers, they are balletic in their dance with the ocean. They, they are really relaxed and balancing by slight adjustments all the time as this thing hurtles forward. Some of these big waves, wave surfers, those waves they're on, aside from being like the 70 feet high, are moving forward at 40, 50 miles an hour. Like, with the, and these guys are out there with their bare bodies, just balancing. So the pandemic is like a very choppy sea. And, and all change in our culture is speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. That's not going to slow down. And it's not due to the pandemic. It was already happening. It just got accelerated. The more it speeds up, the more you relax. You slow down everything in here and you let yourself be carried. Don't push things. They go by themselves. And what you'll find is they go by themselves now faster than they've ever gone before. So the more you relax, the more power is, is, is ushering you forward. And I keep having these experiences where things that used to take me a much longer time are happening faster because I'm more able to relax. Slow is fast. Slow is fast. Okay, Natalie says, I've quit my teaching job to start my online business and I get paid through August. After that, I hope to be supporting myself. How would you infuse this advice with having a deadline or goal and trying to meet it? Well, if you're doing a job deadline, relax into the job deadline. If you're thinking, by August, I have to have this amount of money and you're just tense and you're clamped around it, I'm telling you, that is an illusion. There are so many things that we can do that I have done in my life to keep coasting with, you know, in, in periods between incomes. Um, I did it, the longest I did it was 18 months, but I had three kids and things were pretty dire. Now I just noticed that as I work with people who are going, or dropping jobs, I train a lot of coaches. They typically, a lot of them will quit other jobs to become coaches. And it's the ones who are at most at peace in the, in the work they're doing. They love the coaching process itself or whatever they're doing that's coaching related. And the love of the process is more dominant in them than the need for the money. The need for the money is arr, 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 that kind of energy. It's like it scares a horse. If money is like a horse. It will scare if you say, I need, I need. And if you say, I'm so, I love this stuff. I love this stuff. It will come over like a curious horse and look and say, well, can I come? And then it will come. And I know I, it's the hardest thing to tell people, have faith. It will come if you slow down and enjoy the process, but it's absolutely true. Okay. Linda says, sorry about my, I have a hair strand. It did not get sprayed. And anyway, okay. So, um, Kiwi says easy to stay in the now when things are moving and all is well, how to stay in the now when feeling depressed or stuck. You know, I once had a client who came in and said, I'm really depressed. Only he was so depressed and he'd slowed down so much that he said, I am deep rest. And I thought he'd said, I'm having deep rest. And I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> it was like, thanks a lot, dude. But I thought about it and I realized the times in my life when I've been depressed and I don't want to go back there, but it was a lot of time. What I really needed was to get off the, the, the rat race and rest into myself. I was in a winter of the soul. I remember that beautiful line uh, from uh, Camus, 
in the midst of winter, I finally learned that there is in me an invincible summer. The only way I found that invincible summer was to stop. I mean, to slow to an actual stop. And depression does that to you. It, it literally makes your body heavy, your mind slow, but it's doing it for a reason. It's not an enemy. It's an ally. As awful as it feels, it is an ally. Everything that happens from within you is an ally. And if you say, okay, what do you want from me, depression? It will say, be still, be still, be still. And if you get still enough, then it's that beautiful biblical passage, be still and know that I am God. Eckhart Tolle says that's a repetition of the same thing. Be still is the same as I am, is the same as no, is the same as God. And so in the core of depression, that absolute stop that can come, everything can open up into the summer, the invincible summer, it is in there. And sometimes we have to detach from the world and listen to the voice inside that says, don't just slow down, but stop for a while. Typically, during my depressions, if I allowed myself to stop, I found myself going, slowly, but going. If I put any pressure on myself, the depression would get so intense, I would just be like lying on my face. Okay, so Linda says, do you find that taking the time, that taking the time it takes sometimes results in things just falling away? Yeah, a lot of things don't have to happen. And a lot of things that have that urgent, speedy energy don't have to happen. The things that want to happen, I did this with our podcast. Ro and I do this podcast, which I love doing more than, I mean, it's the most fun, creative thing I've ever done in my life. But we've been in the middle of all this other stuff. And I was like, no, we have to record a podcast. So we tried. And there just wasn't, the energy wasn't there. It was like trying to talk with a mouthful of glue. It was like, this is my favorite thing. And because I pushed forward on it, the energy just stopped me. And so we just said, you know what? Let's go where the energy wants to go. And it went, we're going to put out that episode more slowly, which I regret. But that's how, I want the energy of it to be right. And that's the only way to get the energy right, to cooperate with the energy of that project in the universe. It's not just yours. It belongs to your self with a capital S, It belong, which is continuous with all selves, which is part of the divine consciousness of the universe. That job knows how it wants to be done. And if you listen for it, things will fall away because they're not meant to be. And the things that are meant to be will arise in the, in the blank spaces left by our letting go. Okay. Um, so how do I not get lazy and do nothing if I slow down? I used to say to people, you know, what would you do? People are always say, if I win the lottery, I would just, it was always the guys that said this, I would just buy a bar on a beach and I'd go lie on the bar on the beach and I would drink beer from my bar on the beach. And I would say, okay, that would be fun for the first six weeks. Okay, now it's been 42 days. Every single day you've been lying in the sand drinking beer. And they go, all right, that would, that would be boring. And if they ever did, even if I could get them to imagine lying down in the sand and drinking beer for a couple of days, they would start to get ideas about what to do with their lives. Huh, maybe I could. And then things would start moving because they had slowed down sufficiently for their souls to catch up. You won't get lazy. It's not in your nature to be lazy. Try living with an 18-month-old. You're not lazy. We're all born like little perpetual energy machines. We are so curious. We are so 
we are so creative that we can't be stopped if we're in our real energy. If you think you can, then please come take care of our child because she does not stop. All right. Uh, Lorraine says, can you please distinguish between the ideas of God has all the money and the faulty secret style? I can manifest anything without doing a thing. Yes. The God has lots of money comes through when you align yourself with truth. So another word for God is truth. Reality, Byron Katie says. Um, If you're telling the truth about yourself, if you're living the truth of your heart's desires, then the things you want weirdly and often miraculously do manifest. They arrive. When you are out of your integrity at all, this is why my book is called The Way of Integrity. Integrity means being one thing in all your parts at all times. So if you are speaking the truth to yourself, to others, unless they're like crazy dictators who are trying to kill people, um, I'm saying there are exceptions. Um, You tell the truth with your actions. You tell the truth with um, the way you treat yourself, the way you treat others. When all those things are aligned, what comes up as a genuine desire, bang, will manifest so miraculously. And I've tried and tried to like prove it wrong. I'm like, let's do science and just look at the facts. And the more I look at the facts and the more I bring my mind into alignment with what really feels real to the body, heart, soul, everything, the quicker, the more things manifest. And so slowing down when the energy wants to slow down is a way of keeping my integrity. And that's what keeps the magic flowing. So if you're out of integrity, it will not work. Jessica says, I've been fretting about money as you described when you quit your jobs. My stress is for sure a trauma response. Good catch, Jessica. How do I calm myself physically once I'm in turbo mode? I can talk myself down, but my body is manic. Such a good catch, Jessica, because trauma, even if it's the trauma of having somebody tell you you're too poor or whatever, like if it registers as true fear that that you're helpless to address, it can leave a trauma scar. And that is a physiological response of the amygdala activating your fight, flight, freeze um, system. And it will stop you dead in your tracks. So when you are in a panic mode, you can't always just slow down by saying slow down. Sometimes you have to burn the adrenaline out of your muscles. And the best way, I've said this many times, but there's good research that says the best way to do that is to let yourself shake. Uh, physically shake. You can also dance, jump up and down, kick your feet, um, go out and sled with a one-year-old, move your body because the fight-flight response wants you to move your body. All those hormones need to be burned up by activity, especially the shaking. Every animal that is under threat and then escapes shakes until the trauma is gone from the body. So um, there's a great guy named David Berselli who does something called trauma release exercises. Look those up online and um, they can really help you. I've had a lot of good success dealing with my own traumas by letting those, um, my body shake in the ways that David Berselli teaches you to do. Okay. Maria says, do you have a coaching program to sign up for? Do I ever? I've spent 30 years building a coaching program. It's called Wayfinder Life Coach Training. And it's the best crowd of people you will ever, ever, ever come to meet. Except maybe the gathering room. Now, it really is, um, it's something that I, is 
more my life's work than my writing. It's um, something that wanted to happen and created itself around me. And I'm still confused as to how that happened. But I've got such great people who are in the program, such great people running it. And I love it. So if you feel like joining up, come on over. Katerina says, could you please say something about seeing missed opportunities go by? I know they obviously weren't my opportunities, but they feel like defeats. You know what I just said about you have to be in full integrity? That means you're not hanging on to any beliefs that you know at a deep level to be untrue. When something's gone by and you think, oh, that was supposed to be mine. It's obviously not true because if the course of the universe meant that to be yours, it would be yours and it will be yours. That's one of the things that can be troublesome is when you see an opportunity go, go by, the part of you that lives outside of time, your soul, I believe, lives, lives outside of time. And sometimes it says you're meant to have something wonderful and you can kind of feel it and you see someone else getting something similar and, and you think, wait, wait, that, isn't that supposed to be mine? And reality says not yet. So, but don't let go of it's supposed to be mine. Just realize, oh, it's coming more slowly than I wanted. All right. How do I slow down, enjoy this moment, have a cup of my favorite Earl Grey tea, um, you know, go online to some of my favorite funny animal videos or TikToks or whatever, and be here now in the slowness. What is meant to be yours, what you truly yearn for in your heart is just something that you already know is, is yours but it hasn't reached you in time yet, which is quite confusing. Slow it down and it comes faster. Finally, Dr. Donna says, how can we help other people slow down? I work with people who move and talk so fast um, that their urgency makes me feel urgent. How can we help them? Well, they're doing something called entrainment. Uh, They're broadcasting an energy that's affecting your energy. This happens all the time. We all infect each other with our energy frequencies. But we can deliberately slow the frequency that is sort of emanating from us. The problem comes from saying, I'm a victim of the other person's energy. I can't help it. I'm just like pulled wildly by whoever's near me. Slow down because you can do it. It is your power. Nobody can make you speed up your energy except you. Now, you may have to shake, you may have to talk yourself down, you may have to use a lot of the methods people have been talking about, but if you're in a room with an urgent person, slow down. If a crocodile has just ripped your leg off, slow down. I once saw a horse handler, a groom, um, when two horses who were tied up together started to fight and they fell and they got all their ropes crossed around each other's necks and they were kicking and they were screaming and it was there was dust flying and I watched this guy this Mexican guy get so slow and he walked over to those horses who are just kicking and screaming and he was just and they call they calmed down and slowly slowly but faster than any other way he got them untangled back on their feet and calmed down. And everything in life is just that, you guys. A couple of, couple of innocent creatures kicking and screaming because we're terrified of the way things are here and nothing seems to go the way it was meant to go for us. But it goes exactly the way it was meant to go for us. 
We just have to find the pace at which it wants to happen. And that's almost invariably slowing down. So remember, take whatever you want to have happen. Think of the time you want it to take to occupy. Double it and go have a nice cup of tea. Relax. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful day or night, wherever you are in the world. Um, thank you for joining me. It's just so fun to come from the hecticness of things into the gathering room and feel your amazing, beautiful energies calming me down. So mwah, 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 mwah. I will see you next week. And thank you so much for being here. change eh mm, it sure does keep happening i feel like there's something that you martha beck have created that will help us understand how change affects us and how to manage it oh, by coincidence now that you mention it i have it's called the change cycle mm. it's about four aspects of the whole process of change and we've put the information together in one handy place so that the people can refer to it when they're going through change and you know what else? We also made podcast episodes about each of the four squares in the cycle that are also on this new page that we've made for the peoples. Well, how remarkable is that? All right. You can find out all about the change cycle at marthabeck.com slash change. It's a bewildering moment to be alive. That's why Martha Beck, me, and Rowan Mangan, me, created Bewildered, the wildly successful podcast for people trying to figure it out. Most of us are trying to fit society's expectations about how we should live, which is stressful and confusing. On Bewildered, we look at topics like perfectionism, what it means to have enough, anxiety, and creativity to see where the culture may be pushing us all away from the lives that truly fulfill us. If you're bewildered, if you want to think and you love to laugh, come join us. 